0: Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor-Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Hello everyone, welcome to Connect Church. My name is Frank. And I'm the pastor here. I just want to say Happy New Year and and Merry Christmas if we haven't seen you. And just again, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We hope that you're enjoying just this season of celebrating and spending time with family and loved ones and friends uh, and just having a good time, but also staying safe. It's been the the weird part of the season of kind of monitoring who's been around who, um, who's had a positive test. Because let's be honest, uh, we all probably know somebody at this point who's had a positive test. And so. Um, even if you're from our church and watching home today uh, just thank you for being cautious and loving our church well um, by staying home and not coming in risking spreading it so uh, just what a crazy time it continues and even as we kick off this new year 2022 um, it's kind of weird that it feels the same I know a lot of us were probably hoping that it would feel different, and maybe we wouldn't be here, and here we are again. Um, but again, just thank you for being gracious and kind and loving through this entire season, and um, at some point, <laughs> we'll be back together, all of us, without having to worry about this. And so, um, if you are sick, we're praying for you. We love you. Um, if you need anything, let us know. Um, today, we're, we're doing something a little bit different Um if you're new to our church or maybe you, you're a part of our church but you just don't pay attention and know this stuff um we we have a theme each year where we kind of just believe and we pray together as a church our prayer team prays for this just that we would see this take root in our hearts um, last year we believed that it would be a year of certain hope where we would grow in our hope Uh, And and looking back, and I've been reflecting this week, it's it's really been incredible to see how my hope has grown and how God spoke that at the beginning of 2021 and now here to see it grow. And we believe the same for this year. and so i grew up in church um it's a big part of my story and and it was a good experience overall i I enjoyed it Uh, i love jesus i work in the church and so it couldn't be that bad Um, but one of the things that i grew up in was you follow jesus to avoid hell Now let me say that's not bad that is true by following jesus we know that we spend eternity with him Uh, and then as i got older we also heard i follow jesus to get forgiveness Um, and and both of those are not bad i want to clearly say both of those are true but one thing that i've noticed is that we begin to make faith about either something long-term And that was a big part of my story in middle school. I always said, like, I'll follow Jesus when I get older. I'm going to do what I want now. And when I'm old, um, I'll worry about my faith and getting to heaven then. Because I'd always heard following Jesus means go to heaven. And if I'm not going to die for a while, then I don't need to worry about knowing Jesus In middle school, I had a couple health scares that that really could potentially have have been worse than what they are. And so I realized life isn't always what you think it's going to be. And so I kind of took my faith a little bit more seriously. But there is so much more to following Jesus than it just being something I get or something I gain in the future. It isn't just a ticket to heaven and forgiveness. Again, it is those things, but it's a whole new way of life This isn't something for someday, it's something for now. It's a call to partner with God to bring heaven to earth, to be part of reconciling his kingdom back to the way that it was supposed to be on this earth. And so for this year, we want to be a church that is kingdom hearted. We're going to seek God's kingdom here on earth. His kingdom come. We're going to work to reconcile his kingdom here Our faith, it's not something long-term, and it's not something where I just hope I gain something from it. But as followers of Jesus, we are called to bring the the kingdom of God here. So what does that mean? Today, we're gonna read a bunch of scripture. We're gonna start here um, just to kind of frame this idea. And so we'll start by reading Matthew 25, verse 34 to 40. It says this, Then the king will say to those on his right, Then these righteous ones will reply, reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality? or naked and give you clothing. When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. See the reward again at the beginning, and I wanna be clear is those who follow him enter the father's kingdom. And so I'm not discrediting that part of faith. Following Jesus means we spend eternity with him, but there's more. There's something more to it that we are called to do and and, and in reconciling the kingdom of God here and now. When I look at, at this passage, I see what that looks like. I see what it looks like to bring God's kingdom to earth. I was hungry. You gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me a drink. There is no mention of faith or even forgiveness here. The judgment was based purely on their kindness and their love. And again, let me frame it this way. Um, A lot of scholars believe that there are two different judgments that we go through. The first one is the great white throne in Revelation 20. And that's where your name is written in the book of life. That's where I have decided to follow Jesus. I've put my trust in him. I've put my hope in him. I believe that his death and his resurrection is true. But then here, this is called the judgment of nations. And this is what we do with this gift of salvation. Did I bring heaven to earth? Or did I just hold on to my ticket to heaven? And they're two very different ways of living out our faith. And can I even just say reading this passage right now is so crucial for the time that we're living in. We see all the people struggling around us, hurting, and this tells me there is an incredible opportunity for followers of Jesus to come and bring the kingdom of God here to earth, help those in need who have been struggling. We all, if we're honest, have had a hard year and a half, but for some it has been even harder. I'm thankful I still have a roof over my head, food to eat, and people who support me. Some people don't have that. And being kingdom-hearted means we step into those situations and we love the way that God loves us. Faith isn't a ticket or about what we get, but it's about reconciling the world in the way that it was meant to be, in union with God that we read about in Genesis. So what does kingdom-hearted, being kingdom-hearted look like? The first part of that is we wait. Uh, and even saying that you might be like waiting great i can't stand waiting if i see someone reads a text message they better answer me fast but in second peter three nine we read this the lord isn't really slow about his promise as some people think no he's being patient for your sake he does not want anyone to be destroyed but wants everyone to repent we are waiting for the kingdom to fully come we live in this tension of already but not yet. The kingdom of God is accomplished here on earth through the death of Jesus, but it's still happening how through his followers, we are called to bring his kingdom to earth and to be part of this story. God is waiting for people to come and know him and that's our part. God will keep his promise. He's going to come back. There will be a day where Jesus comes once again to the earth But it's not a delay, it's his timing. And sometimes we perceive it as a delay, we wish that he would come now, but a delay from our perspective is due to the fact that God wants as many people as possible to repent. God is gracious and he's loving and he's kind and his heart is that everyone would be with him. God is compassionate in his timing. And sometimes we may get discouraged by the state of the world and we look at the things going around and you may hear someone say, I wish Jesus would come back, but he's being gracious. And we may see the world as dark, and we may see the world as so far from God, but God is looking at it saying, hey, there's still room for people to come and to be part of my kingdom. My heart is that no one would perish. We also read in Psalm 27, 14, a different idea of what waiting looks like. It says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. The psalmist encourages us to seek after God, to wait on him, to take courage in him. And this is kind of the personal waiting and the personal wrestling that we deal with with God sometimes. We wait on him in prayer. We wait expecting for his kingdom to come. And and this is a hard tension sometimes. Maybe watching today, you've been waiting on God to do something in your life a really long time. And maybe you've gotten tired and maybe you've gotten frustrated by it. And let me just remind you today, this is an already but not yet kingdom. And so on this side, there are going to be moments and tensions that we wrestle with and we live in. But someday we will see the full restoration that we're longing for here. There is strength for those who seek him and trust in him and those who wait on him. Again, it can be painful and it can be difficult, especially when it's been years. But be strong and courageous. Would we wait on God? I believe this is also called abiding, where we just spend time in his presence and we sit at his feet and we just are still before him. And we wait for him to speak and to lead us and to guide us. As we do this, it leads to overflow. Philippians 1, 9 through 11 says it this way, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that may you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ for this will bring much glory and praise to God. The Philippians had a lot of love, and they often showed it to Paul. Yet Paul here is praying that it would overflow more. And let me say, it doesn't matter how much love you have shown people, maybe this last year, maybe through your lifetime, maybe this week. But we can still grow in our ability to love. Why? None of our love, if we're honest, is like God's love. Yes, but... We still need to grow in it. And I know sometimes I'm guilty of it and I hear people say, I'm just always gonna be this way. Or I'm always gonna hold that grudge or I'm never gonna make it right. With We need to grow in our capacity to love. Our our love should, over, or God's love should overflow more and more out of our hearts as we wait on him, as we abide in him, that's how this kingdom works. As God changes me, as I understand who he is, as I grow in knowledge of his character and understanding of who he is, love overflows. This love had knowledge and it had discernment. It helped people live a pure and blameless life before God. This love wasn't just something that we did for the sake of, oh, a pat on the back, that was nice, you really love people well there, but it was so that people would grow. And what did that growth look like, pure and blameless lives before God? That's what the love that we show that overflows out of our hearts should bring, and what it does in our own hearts. And and if I'm honest, sometimes when I serve and I show up and I help somewhere, I have to evaluate my own motives. Am I doing this for my attention? Am I doing this so people will pat me on the back so I gain favor? Am I doing it pure and blamelessly before God? Why? To bring his kingdom here to earth. The work of being pure and blameless is God's work within us. And it happens as we're filled with the fruit of salvation, bearing fruit is always the result of waiting on God. As we abide, we receive the life and nutrients we need to bear fruit. We also need the Holy Spirit to be at work in our hearts and in our lives, leading us, guiding us, giving us power to live and to bring the kingdom here. Would our love overflow more and more? Again, it doesn't matter how much you may have shown in the past, but we can still grow. Why? Our love is how we bring God's kingdom here to earth. Our hospitality and our care for those who need it. Our love matters. And that is what should overflow in the kingdom of God. Love, care for one another. Again, in Acts, as as the church began, the, the reason that it stood out and that people were drawn to it was because of the way that they loved each other. They sold their property to help those in need in the community. They they were extreme in the way that they loved each other. And and, and I think if we're honest, we need to see more of this in in our church today and, and in the world of people overflowing in love. And it happens when we realize how much we are loved by God. And as we do that, we reach the world Hebrews thirteen fifteen to 16 says it this way. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. As we wait and the fruit of our righteousness overflows, we reach people. It's the natural thing that happens as we live in the kingdom of God. We bring his kingdom here into the hearts of other people, we help reconcile them to God. And it's not in a forced way, but it's natural. The writer of Hebrews explains several uh, essentials here in that. And it's simply often through praise. Praise pleases God when it's offered continually. Praise pleases God when it's a sacrifice. It may be costly. It may be inconvenient. and, And that's the importance here. And again, praise shows our heart. It shows who's in control and what we're living for. And as I continually praise God again, it shows where my motives are, where my heart is, whose kingdom I'm living for. When I struggle with praise, it's often because I'm living in my own power and my own strength. And I don't want to sing. Why? Because I'm saying that uh, that God is number one in my life. And there's a tension in that. As we praise God continually, we understand and we know I'm living for you. I submit to you. Loving hearts speak. If a husband uh, never felt any need to tell his wife that she was important, I promise you that relationship will not last very long. And that's often what happens when it comes to knowing God. Praise tells God he's important to us. Our hearts out of love for God should worship. And this kind of love is infectious. We should love God so much that we can't help but talk good about him. And, and I watched my nephew open gifts this weekend uh, for Christmas. He's two uh, and, and it was incredible. It was the first time all of our family had been together in two years now um, because they live in Canada. And with COVID, it just wasn't possible. In um, every gift Was the most amazing thing to him. Every time he opened it. And he got so pumped and excited for it. He ran around and told everybody about his gift. This is the type of love that we're called to have for God. That our praise for him just overflows out of our hearts and our lives so naturally. It's infectious to the people around us. Do we love God that much? And, and, and this has been a, a weird season for my life of, of highs and lows. And if I'm honest, there are probably times where I'm grumbling more than I'm doing this. And, and even in this, one of the biggest areas that I've grown is that it's in the lows. I still need to have this attitude. God doesn't change when my, when my life isn't going the way I want it to. Praise matters. We also, though praise God. We worship Him when we sacrifice, when we do good, when we share, when we care for the widows, the orphans, those overlooked. We have enough. Let's be honest. As Americans, we are in the the top percent in terms of having things in the world. We have room for others, and this should be done in joy, but also when it's difficult. It doesn't matter if life is good or bad, we're still called to love others to praise God, and to serve sacrificially. Why? It's a testimony of the work of God in your life. Following Jesus means bringing heaven to earth. And in doing so, we wait on God, we overflow in love, and we reach out. Today as we close, maybe you're watching this and for the first time, um, maybe something stood out to you about Jesus. And maybe you're feeling him just tug on your heart um, or you're, feel, you're just feeling interested. And I just want to encourage you right now that, that you can decide to follow Jesus where you are today. Um, if we make faith about just being a ticket to heaven or just being forgiven, and again, both of those are true. Today, if you decide to follow Jesus, you're forgiven, your past is washed clean. The guilt and the shame that you carry is left at the foot of the cross. But if we just make it about that, we miss out on the primary call in our lives, the opportunity to participate in God's kingdom here on earth. And today you can inherit the kingdom of God prepared for you at the creation of the world. God made a way for us to be with him forever. He is patiently waiting for us to turn to him, to put our hope and to put our trust in him. Today, you can do that. And it's trusting in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. Wherever you're at, all it takes is a simple prayer to say, Jesus, I trust in what you did on the cross for me. Today, I'm giving my life to you. Would you just forgive me of my sins? Would you wash me clean? And would you give me the strength? Would your spirit come and begin to work in my heart and in my life that I could be part of bringing your kingdom to earth? And today, if you've made that decision, wherever you're watching, just want to encourage you, click the link, I decided to follow Jesus. We would love to help you understand more of that decision and to help you get connected to community here at our church to help you grow. If you're a follower of Jesus, Just a few things to think about today. Uh, Again, if we just make faith about a someday or what we get, we miss the primary call of our lives. The opportunity to participate in God's kingdom here on earth. And that's the greatest purpose for our lives maybe you've been bored by your faith maybe you're viewing it as something far off and so you feel like right now you're not sure what to do you're meant to bring the kingdom of god here to earth knowing jesus matters now it impacts our lives now why because there's so much at stake and you can be part of reconciling here back to god's heart this year what are you waiting on god for what are the things that you maybe you've been waiting for for a long time? Maybe there's a tension you're feeling in your life right now, and you just need to sit before God and wait and to hear His voice and to hear His guidance before you move forward. Is his love overflowing from your life? again, this past year has been hard. people are meaner, they're struggling, they're not they're, some of us are not okay and, and this tension is felt here. We've gotten mean. We've gotten angry, small things are making us snap and act differently. Is God's love overflowing out of your life? And are you excited about God and his kingdom? Are you excited about the things that he's done for you? And today I just wanna pause and there's gonna be a slide on the screen and just give you a moment to reflect on these questions. And to think them through, I would encourage you to get out a journal, a piece of paper, and write down maybe some answers to these and just spend a few moments processing on this. As a church, uh, we are waiting on God for a couple things. The, the main one, if you've known our story, is a location to meet in town. And this last year has been one full of ups and downs in this. A couple times we thought we found um, some potential places and they fell through. Um, Dave and I, if you don't know, Dave's the other pastor here. We have a joke. There were a few even abandoned properties in town that we went to and we prayed over. and, And no joke, oftentimes the next day there would be like construction trucks there fixing them up and then people would move in. Uh, And so that's kind of been the story. And so for our church, I just want to invite you. Join us in bringing this before God in prayer. We're waiting for him to bring an incredible location to us in town um, where we can be part of the town here, serve people well, and bring his kingdom here. We want to see his kingdom overflow out of our lives individually but also corporately. I I say this all the time, and I'm really passionate about it. I want Connect Church to be a church that's known by the way that we love each other our community and even the world. And that's why we're passionate about giving and supporting local um, charities who do this well. I think of RISE, they meet the needs of so many people in our town who are hungry, um, who aren't able to provide food for their families. And so we support them to help do that. We wanna be known for our overflow of love to the lives of each other to our town. And we want to reach our town. We want to bring God's kingdom here to earth. We want to lay down roots here. And so join us in praying for these things. Um, and, and again, even for your life as you spend some time reflecting. Um, today, even as this ends, just bring some, spend some time praying, asking God, search our hearts. Would we wait before him? As we kick off this year, God, what do you want from me? Where are you leading me? Where are you guiding me? How can I help be part of this mission of bringing your kingdom here to earth? Let's close in prayer. Jesus, today, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for Jesus who made it possible um, for your kingdom to be back and, and to be reconciled here on earth, that we could come to know you, that we could stand before you. And God, that we are partners in your mission now. God, would we um, take that mantle seriously? God, would we work to to reconcile and to bring heaven to earth here and now? God, I pray that that we wouldn't view faith just as something to get or something for the future, but something that I live now. It matters today. God, would your spirit just guide us, lead us, um, empower us to to be part of this mission everywhere that we go. Would you, again, God, just first overwhelm us with your love in our hearts and in our lives? God, uh, as we just spend time in your presence waiting, would you just reveal yourself to us? Would you work? Would you move? And God, as all of that happens, would people come to know you through us, through our church? In your name I pray, amen. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.